issue, but yes, a rise of technical yes. issues. That should be this week's uh, the rise yes. of technical issues. I agree. <laughs> Welcome to the Hat in the Bag Disc Golf Podcast, streaming to you as part of the Joe's Disc Golf Podcast Network. And here are your hosts, Ben. Joe and RJ. All right. Well, welcome back, everybody, to Half in the Bag, a disc golf podcast where three of us friends get together, grab a few drinks, and ramble on about disc golf. Uh, starting off here, my name is Ben. I'm up in Wisconsin. And today, out of my nice Joe's Disc Golf coffee mug, I am drinking some sort of vodka and clear soda mix. I don't even see what I grabbed. I think it tastes kind of peachy. So I'm going to go with probably a peach vodka flavored. We, we took a uh, random random pull out of the mini bucket so nice that that sounds like a very wisconsin and very bent thing to do uh, i have three my, three about three buckets full of mini shooters if i ever need something just different <laughs> apparently that's the thing to do once uh when when you live in wisconsin oh yeah yes it is remember drink wisconsinably <laughs> yes uh that, my name is rj go after for a sponsor right there there we go. Uh, my name is RJ. I'm in uh, Northeast Indiana, and I am drinking the classic Bush lattes. Nice. I am Joe hanging out in the Fort Wayne area again, actually playing disc golf for a change and enjoying a hot toddy here again because we went from 70 degrees yesterday Today was like 55, which would have been a glorious March day any other time. And tomorrow's like a high of 40 and 70, maybe 80 percent chance of rain. Don't forget the snow. Still, That's still really warmer than coming we had too. today. Yes. But still, like we're going on a roller coaster ride right now. And it's, it's, it's super awesome. A Midwest March. And yes. I'm just Match. I'm just sad yeah. that we we have we had the 70 degree day and the 55 degree day, you know, yesterday and today. Next week, when my wife and I are playing a doubles tournament, the high is supposed to be 27. Yes. Yeah. That's naturally. what I've been in all <laughs> all year so uh, far. But I just, gotta say, I went. Uh, I was down in Madison for the state uh, wrestling tournament this last weekend. By the way. Kakana goes number one in the state for team nice. wrestling. That was nice. a ton Congratulations. of fun to be a part of. Um, but yeah, I was like just in a button-up shirt and tie and like sweating. I mean, granted, it was like 40 degrees, so it's, you know, really not that warm, but compared to when you've been sitting in the teens and 20s. I was going to say. I was like, I need shorts. I want to go disc golfing. And then I was going to go with my godson uh, this morning and just straight up rain for a day and a half. In fact, we have Ugh. cars underwater in Green Bay because Ugh. of all the flooding currently. Ugh. Yeah, because so, it's all frozen there still. Was, so There was no disc golf to be happening in town because just everything is underwater today. I would have needed a kayak <sighs> to get out there on the course today. So uh, I'm uh, still still just putting in the front yard and still sucking terribly at that. So, yep. so. so speaking of needing a kayak, um, I, I went disc go- golfing with my brother-in-law today, and I told you guys I had a story for you today. Um, so we were playing the, the course that my wife and I are playing next week. Never played it before. Gorgeous course. I would love okay. to play it when it's not a muddy mess. But <laughs> So it runs right along a river. As I say, I do not like throwing across water. 
Well, my brother-in-law does not like throwing next to water. Um, because <laughs> so you didn't play many th- holes, did you? <laughs> no, we, we, we ended up playing the full 18. We only lost one disc. Uh, because he threw his disc into the water on like hole number five or six. And I'm like, I've got my retriever. Let's go get it. So this is a, a river. It's moving pretty quickly. So we're sitting there kind of almost like half jogging next to it. And I'm, you know, unwinding the retriever, throwing it. Nope. Need a little bit more line, bringing it back in. I get all the way to the end of my line. And the way that I have I my retriever set up. I see where this is going. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> so, so the way that I have my retriever set up, I have it um, looped onto a dowel rod. Okay. That, that then I just, you know, unwind as I need it. Well, I got all the way to the end of the dowel rod. And I throw, throw it. And I'm like, oh, that's getting great distance. And then I feel the rope slip right off the dowel rod and it goes into the creek. And my only thought is, you know, getting back to the Star Wars references, my only thought is, no, you were the chosen one. You were supposed to bring stuff back from the water. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Luckily, luckily, it landed basically right next to the opposite shore, which was an inconvenience, but I went over there with a really big stick and was able to fish it out. So I do not have to buy myself a new retriever. Oh, That's say, fortunate. You get to try out the new extendo pole ones that they've been making lately. Then, yeah, I'm uh, curious what, about those. Honestly, that's almost what we needed today. Because um, it was just yeah. the disc was just it's floating too- down the river. Uh, yep. We we ended up losing it, but um, so I'm I'm really nervous to throw that hole next time. With butters only, because today I threw down, my. Up. Yep. I. Butters went I mean, down. I guess I have the harp. <laughs> I guess I have the harp. <laughs> yep, that harp will fade away from the water every time. Yes, it will. <laughs> yes, yes. So uh, I, the, the other bad thing about that is he he threw that one, and he threw it on a forehand. You know, with so it should have faded away from the river, but he threw it into a headwind. So it just uh, turned and burned straight into the river. And I'm just like, oh, you got to be. Then he almost lost the, another disc on his upshot. And I'm like, oh, boy. <laughs> oh, hole, boy. That whole go away. Yeah. How far away is that course from you, RJ? Then? It's about 50 minutes. That's oh, not, not too bad. bad. Yeah, it's it's not Hell, terrible. That's just the other side of Fort Wayne. You know, when you're on the south side, that's just what it takes to get to the north side. Well, it's, or vice versa. it's the uh, it, it's over in northwest Ohio. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, drive through all the uh, all the windmills. No, um, it's north of that. Through all the it's, um, yeah, it's it's kind of up by um, Eden, Ohio. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Yep. Yep. They they just put it in this year. It's just north of Bryan, um, which okay. I've I've talked with the guy who at least partially helped design that in another course um, nearby here, and I. I think he was involved with the the Brian course as well. Um, and I've heard I gotta say about the Brian course. That's I a gotta fun say, course. I am a big fan of his of his course designs. Um, I, I obviously I've only played the one, you know, this one mm-hmm. once, but the Brian course and, and the other course, the Angola course, um, yeah. are probably two of my favorite five. So okay, okay, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> with it being a putter only tournament, what was kind of the average distance? Was it one that you know putters are reasonable, or is it one that you're going to be throwing two or three to get to some holes? 
oh, I'm I'm easily going to be. I mean, we're easily going to be. Th- there's some par fours there. Legit yeah. oh, wow. par fours. Okay. You sent me the U disc and a couple holes are like 390 to 430 oh, through yeah, the putters. woods with turns. It's, yeah. you know, go. I, I'm glad that I went and played it today because there would have been some holes where I'm just like, what am I even doing here? <laughs> where am I going? Yeah, exactly. I mean, there was one today where where we almost threw it in the completely wrong direction because we're like, well, it looks like it should go up this way based on the sign and based on U disc and everything. But that's the way that the T pad's facing. And that looks like it should be a fair way. But maybe that's. <laughs> so I'm yeah. glad that I went and played it. Um, yeah, that's you know, the, str- the strategy is definitely going to be hit the fairway. Take your your pars where you can get them. If you can manage a bogey, that's great. Um, you know, like I said, my wife and I are playing, so we're playing obviously playing in the co-ed division. Mm. Uh, I I suspect that for the all the female divisions, the co-ed division, and probably the MA four and maybe MA three division, that the the winning score will not be below par. Probably not. You For you showed me some of those that has par fours. I mean, there were there were a handful of definitely birdieable holes mm-hmm. that I would say they're like one ninety to like two thirty. Like most people's max putter is definitely going to be under three hundred. There yeah. are very very few people throwing a putter over three hundred. No, yeah. distance wise, it sounds like those are gettable. No, nah, yeah. I don't know how tight it is. Yeah. Ter- terrain and everything. Goals, yeah. Yeah. I mean, terrain and everything. It's kind of up and down. It's got a little bit of hills. It's I mean, it's a really fun course. Um, like I said, I, I'd love to go back and play it sometime when it's not a money mess, because today mm-hmm. I was just playing regular because I'm like, ah, it's on my U-Disc wish list. So I might as well, you know, get an actual scored round mm-hmm. here. Yep. Um, but let's let's get away from talking about us and our yeah, tournaments I mean, and the boring I, stuff. I had a good tournament this weekend. We yeah. one oh, of yeah, the you guys played doubles get this away, weekend. Get away didn't with it you? Before he has a chance to talk. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> I had, uh, there was an impromptu doubles. So Thursday, one of the guys posted in the Facebook group, Hey, we're going to do the 69 doubles tournament because it's supposed to be 69 degrees on Saturday. So let's go. And the guy threw it together in like a couple hours and there were 21 teams. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Uh, me and my partner shot 11 down at Tillman, at, at Tillman from mostly blues. Okay. And that got us jack squat. The winning was a 14 down. Then there's a 13. There are two with 14s, a 13 and like a couple 12s. Okay, so you guys are right in that mix, though. We we hit a couple birdies that definitely were the core separators, and then did not get ten and did not get twelve, which wow. are six hundred feet wide about open, as close to gimme as you could get. Yes. if you have a decent arm. And my drive was great, my upshot was great, and we missed the birdie putt. Oof! Oof! But who? Do we know who your mystery partner was? My partner was Sam. Um, okay. Good guy. Great okay. guy. I, I mean, he's he, he, yeah. he played the safe shots 
and I played I was say, you're my be shots. More of the power, he's going to be more of the control. Yeah, and it was pretty yeah, much with that duo. Our, I, I looked at him. I was like, "Okay, Sam, I play aggressive," and he goes, "That's fine. I'll just put it in the middle of the fairway, and we'll go from there." And he had some yeah. really good shots that I'm uh-huh. like, "Wow, I can get real stupid with this because yeah, he already left me a good shot." Yep, yeah, and he's he's a good player that keeps the disc safe. So yes. especially in a doubles round, he throws, knows you're safe, and lets you get aggressive. Yep. Like that's what you're looking for in a lot of times. And a player I, like you're with you that can bend and shape the disc a little bit more with some power. He missed. Uh, we missed 15, which was in the C position from blue. So that's 360 through a tunnel. Me, 15. That's across the street. 14. You throw across the pond. Oh, and then 15's yeah. that okay, next okay, one. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Where you throw across that little road for a C, pos- yeah. C position. And he early released. And so Ooh. I took my trespass out. I was like, and perfect. Early release, there is no safe spot on that left side. He managed safe, but it was ugly. Like he didn't make it to the creek because he ran into so much crap. Oh. And mm. so his lie, while technically safe, we would have just reteed. Like, it would have been smarter to yeah. just go, you know what? I'm abandoning the throw. <laughs> I know I'm going to take a stroke penalty to abandon it and re-tee, but it will still be a better score than if I try to throw out of here. Yeah, because, yeah, trying to throw out of that left side, even if you cross the creek, that left side is that just left side's so, so bad. thick all the way. So yeah. I was like, okay. So I, I was going to try to do something crazy with my Raider on a forehand, kind of a flex, mm-hmm. a mini flex. I was like, okay. Let's put that away. We need something safe. We need something good. I take out my trespass and I'm going to throw it. And I was like, okay, I, I do everything. I let it go. And I'm like, that is beautiful. It didn't curve it all to the right. It didn't turn over at all. And it should have just had a gentle fade to the right before hyzering out. And so I didn't miss the one tree on the left that I needed. Otherwise that thing was going to the 360 and just, dropping and parking and I would have parked that hole. Instead we had like a two hundred foot up shot. <laughs> oh um but Eight. we were up from, at the top of the hill. From the left side after the fade too, I'm assuming. No, because I hit the tree and it basically dropped straight down but then rolled out to the middle of the fairway. Okay. But so kind of right as you get up that hill and I'm but assuming we were yeah we That's were my at favorite the top way of the hill. Fa- fairway. Yeah. <laughs> we were at the top of the hill and it was like he parked it with his upshot, so I ran it, and I obviously missed a 200-foot throw-in because I'm not James Conrad. Yeah. <laughs> or Kristen Starr. Yeah. Or Kayla. And so, yeah, that was kind of frustrating. <laughs> Kayla's about a 150 and in. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, okay. And then 19, I missed that tunnel shot. I always make my forehand with my justice. I always make it out to the opening, and we're good. I didn't. I have it, not made it clean on 19 yet. I that hole. I've had some great shot twos to get out of crap, but I oh, have yeah. to make it through on one to open. But because I where mean, I, I kicked ten times, but where I kicked, it was bad. And then the and then my partner Sam, he ended up in the middle of the fairway, but we were still probably a hundred short of the white tee. Oh, okay. And so we had still no like shot tee at that point. Yeah, because normally I'm I'm about fifty feet in front of the white tee. Spot. 
Yeah, it was awful. It's worse to be in that spot because then you have to get it to curve quick and carry rather than just carry. It was just muddy enough where I couldn't flex anything on my forehand because I I did like a little practice next to it and I went to plant and I almost ate it. So I had had to to do so. I powered down on a backhand. Okay. Because I couldn't flex it enough. I couldn't put enough power on it to make it because I could flex it and get my radar out on a big old annual line and get up there. But it just it didn't quite work out. And, you know, our 11 down was good. It just wasn't for doubles. It wasn't good enough. Like it wasn't. We we were even saying when we were playing, we're like, if you don't, the winning score is going to be like a 15 under. And we were pretty close. It was 14. Well, Joe, if it makes you feel better, feel any better, you still would have lost to Paul Macbeth on uh, Thursday. Yeah, but of course, (laughs) uh, looking at it is easier than Tillman. Oh, the Memorial? Yeah. yeah. The biggest thing about Memorial typically is the wind. Yes. So there's a couple shots that dare you to play the water's edge. Yes. I'm not saying that I would have beat him. By any means, I would have been happy to shoot an eight under and get halfway there. But yeah. technical skills, like there aren't yeah. tight lines. Tillman's extremely technical. Yes. yes. And that's a little more of my strong suit. I have some distance, but the woods I'm probably better in. Yeah. I think that's I would, where I kind of thrive too, is kind of shaping shots. Kind of that silver lot. Yeah, he doesn't. Yeah. I mean, he's still got good distance. Don't get me wrong. I'd kill for that distance. But pro tour yeah. wise, he's not that di- he's not yeah. that good. Pro tour yeah. wise, he's not a big arm. Yeah, I mean, but although I, any of us I would, would kill for it. That's a, yes. Yes. I mean, hell, I'd, I'd kill to have, you know, Paige Pierce's 424 with accuracy. I would kill to have that. I can get 424. Just take the accuracy out of it. <laughs> 424. This disc will go 420 feet. I guarantee it. Is it going to go by the basket? Maybe. <laughs> there's there's a 10% chance. Depends. Or it might end up in that pond. The that's, uh... Do I take that turnover and burn it into <laughs> the ground or not? Uh, yep. Uh, yep. Oh, man. Uh, so... <laughs> Well, what do we want to talk about first here? We got uh, we got some Waco predictions here, or we could kind of recap Memorial. What are you guys thinking? I did not see I, any I think of the Waco coverage. We already just recapped uh, Memorial. Okay. And that Paul McBeth is not, crazy, and he's awesome, yeah, and I he's did really not good. Watch any of it? There was no that. place I, to watch it. I think well, there was. Uh, uh, the disc golf guy had coverage. Uh, Terry Miller. Post-produced. It was fine. I mean... It was better than nothing, but... His commentary isn't my cup of tea. It's kind of like Nate Doss. It's not that it's necessarily bad. I just... I bounce off of it. I have to say, I like the... Um, conversational style commentary that you get with even DGN lately and Joe yes. Mez and you have multiple people when it's just kind of one person talking I it gets a little old quick well, in um, my book Hannah Macbeth was there too oh was she okay yep and she did fine I mean yeah I mean she's just, used to being in front of the camera I mean her and Paul do a lot of social media work and stuff I, like for that. whatever reason it's just not my cup of tea um 
like you said, I think the, the conversational style, and you kind of get lucky with um, the guys at Jomez because they're all friends now because they've done it for so long. I'm yeah. sure if Terry and yeah. Hannah do it for another couple years, it'll be the yeah. same. That's a good point. It's just one of those kind of things. Yeah, what I'm hearing we'll, is that we should start doing post-produced uh, disc golf <laughs> coverage. If we can get some cameras out there and some time to travel, that would be a blast. Yeah, no kidding. I have a thought. But uh, taking a look <laughs> at at least kind of the top top couple finishers here on the unofficial results, Paul They're McBeth pretty much official. with a negative uh, 40, yep. which is that super hot first round. <laughs> yeah, uh, took first. Anthony Barella in a fairly close second at 37 down. Aaron Gossage at 35 down. Drew Gibson staying hot with 31 down, tied with Adam Hammes. Yep. Jordan Castro at a 29 under. Andrew Marweed at a 28. Coda Hatfield at 27. Thomas Gilbert, 25. Luke Sampson, 24. Um, some other common names in here. Andrew Presnell took 11th. Kayla Visca at 13. Chris Clemens at 15. You can't forget Blair Orn Oscarson. 21st. Hey, Uh, his his name is my name too. Yulabari had a little bit better finish at 17th. Yep. Um, Let's see. Memorial's kind of weird because it's, it's a lot of local guys and then a handful of pro tour guys. Yeah, and because, it's kind of like we're talking. It's a fairly open course. Yep, I, I like mm-hmm. watching the coverage there because there's not really ever a bad camera angle because it's just all kind of open. But yeah, wow, does that course dare you to take a risky shot? I did like on a couple of the holes uh, towards the beginning. There were a few triple mandos yep, that you had to hit. There's a few triple mandos that you kind of have to hit, and I think part of that was initially kind of keep it away from the crowd. But then yeah. it turned into, hey, if we're going to keep you away from the crowd, we're going to make this course a little bit more difficult. So I think over the last couple of years, I've seen them change from yeah. kind of single double bandos to kind of into triples. And I think that's just to increase the difficulty on a fairly open course. Oh, yeah, right, we don't that, have trees for a tunnel, so we're going to make a tunnel. That first that first hole when I was looking at it, it I think I was watching the FPO coverage. It was like 350 uh, with a couple trees, but I would I would call it open. And if it wasn't for that triple mando, it would have been Heiser all Kristen day. Tatar, Jen Allen, Evelina Salonen, and Hannah Blumrus parking it with a big Heiser because yeah. you could just go. Now, because of that triple mando, I think Jen Allen was the only one to take a birdie on the first or second round. I forget which round of coverage I watched it. it whatever. Okay. At least on her mm-hmm. card. On her card, yeah, at that time. Yeah. I suppose let me scroll down to the women here. Yes, I got that got. here. Um, okay, so first Just... place was Kristen Tatar. Uh, she won by three strokes. She shot an eight under. Uh, Jen Allen, Jennifer Allen, was uh, second place. She got a five down. Own Scoggins was right there. Uh, not known for a big arm. She was four under par. And then fourth place was Hannah Blumroos with two under par. Emily Beach, who had done pretty well last week at Vegas. Mm-hmm. She shot a one over. Evelina Solonen also shot one over, both of them in fifth place. Maria Oliva, who did also well. Yep. Uh, she was seventh, shot a nine over. Katie Tati? 
It's a yeah. T-A with two dots over it. <laughs> it is not T-T-E. a native. Let's see, where is she from? Estonia. She is from Estonia. Um, she shot a 13 so, over. Yeah. Wait, then, is it is it Tar? No. No. <laughs> There's then, no uh, R. And then Sammy Keddington, 19 over, and Elise Reeves at 20 over, 9th and 10th. I don't see too many other... If you look at last, Hope C. Brown was in there and shooting okay, but I did not finish that dropter. Yeah, she she got a 999. Because looking at her scores, that 64 would have put her kind of 12-13-ish. Yep. That 60 in the second round would have kept her kind of seven. So she would have been top 10. Yeah. I wonder what happened with her. Yeah. So. Huh. Yeah. But then she doesn't have anything until the. Let's see. When is that? Yeah. Hope. She doesn't play anything till April 1st back home. She's from the North Carolina area, I believe. And she's playing the 39th annual Dogwood Crosstown Classic. So it's been going for two more years than the uh, Three Rivers Open? Yep, because this year's 37. Well, I mean, out of those, I got to say, I'm loving my Paul McBeth pick because (laughs) the thinking he was going to come out hot, I was pretty, pretty happy with that, thinking that. Um, Anthony Barella putting together another solid performance. I mean, he's had a couple top finishes. That's his course, though, because isn't the 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 sharp that opening tournament of the year? Shelly wasn't sharp? that also? Yeah, wasn't that also at the Memorial? I don't remember. I, don't I remember couldn't tell offhand. you. Hang on, I, I bet I you I could like look that's it up. The same course, or at least a very similar course. Shelly Sharp. Did he? No, he didn't win Shelly Sharp, did he? Yeah, he did. Barella did. Oh, he did. Okay. That's right. That he was did, at, and Jen Allen did on the women's side? I yes. believe so. Yeah, uh, that was at right. Vista del Camino. So okay. that's where they f- they played both rounds at Vista. That's where the Memorial finished. So they played that's two the rounds finishes. at Fountain Hills and then Vista. Okay. I the was thinking, there's a lot of overlapping holes with that, so that makes sense yep. that Barella and Jen Allen kind of continued to shoot hot at that course. Yep. Yeah, makes um, sense. Drew Gibson, I mean, it, it kind of going to show that last week with Vegas wasn't a fluke. Like, no. Drew Gibson came to play this year. It, it's awesome. I, I like that pick that uh, I made of him yeah. in uh, Skip Ace. Yeah. In, I think I also uh, might have had him the highest in our uh, year-end predictions. So probably because I don't even, did I even put him in my top ten? I actually got I my did right not here. have him in my top ten. Uh, I did so not. I had yeah, him in my top had, ten. So and you had hey, him at nine. Did I have him that low? I was thinking I had him higher. Well, I gave him two points, and since Joe and I did not have him. He must have yeah, okay, he must have yeah. been nine. So that's pretty cool. I mean, I'm happy so yeah, that he's that doing well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He, he was nice. It was one that I remember having to kind of pick him for our yearly, and I remember just saying, like, I didn't love that pick. Yeah. I, I was wrong. I hey, I'll, I'll trade you for so Paul McBeth. 
So yeah. other than that, it was nice to see on the women's side, Henna shoot the way that we thought she could shoot. Yes. Mm-hmm. She did not have a good Vegas. Well, but then no. to and see her as one of the four women that were actually under par at this tournament, like turning it around, getting back. And see, seeing all three of the ugh. Europeans in the top five, I think is a... Yeah. Something that yeah. we can be a little bit more, or get a little bit more used to seeing, rather than what we saw at Vegas. And yeah. here's the thing: um, Evelina tied for the hot round on the women's side with Kristen Tatar to 49 on the first day, and then day two, I don't know what changed. The weather must have changed because the hot round was a 54. It wasn't. It wasn't yeah. great. And you said that's the same course, huh? Uh, Those were the same same courses. So I I bet you the wind was down round one and round two. I bet you the wind picked up. Yeah. And then, yeah. Very similar to what we saw in Vegas. Or just direction because there's a lot of water out there. That's true. Yeah. Could change how you attack certain holes. With most players being a a backhand dominant, if it's coming left to right, that's going to give you a lot of extra distance there. It changes right to left and it's just going to kill yeah, more at least if you're playing the- so much more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, I mean, based off of the people that were signed up, I didn't see any super huge surprises that we wouldn't expect to see as far as someone doing very, very poor or a name that we thought was struggling. Yeah. You know, shoot a really good yeah. round. I mean, Aaron Gossage, is, I know, is a name I've heard before. Same with Coda Hatfield. They're yep. just names I'm not as familiar with, um, you know, so they're, I don't think they're super surprising to see in the top 10 because I know I've heard those names before. I just don't know as much about them. Yeah. You know, uh-huh. if anything, kind of looking towards the bottom of the list. And Ooh, Silverlock didn't I do saw, well. Um, he missed the cut. Jared, Jeremy Colling had a rough day. I saw him down in the 40s. Yeah. Um. So they had a cut here too. What do you guys think of having a cut? Vegas had a cut after th- round three. As well, Silver missed the cut also. Yeah. What do you guys think of that? I mean, I gotta assume it's for the sake of um, pace of play, pace of play and coverage. Since they've been trying to do more coverage, I think. I mean, I'm. From what I understand and what I remember from last year, they had issues, and even this year, with some backups. And you make that cut line. I think they made the cut line the cash line. So if you made the cut, you were getting money. Yeah, so rather than slow things down for people that, you know, especially if you have bad weather and stuff like Mm -hmm. that, you have to do delays. I, I think it's a good idea for the sake of these bigger tournaments. I mean, the PGA does it. For a lot yep. of their stuff. I would not want to do it for like C tiers, B tiers. Oh, no, no, no. I'm just talking pro out, tour. I'm talking pro there. tour. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Because this isn't technically a pro tour event. No, but it, it used to be for it years and years and years. It was the kickoff to the national tour. Mm-hmm. So there's kind of some yeah. heritage to it, essentially. Yeah. I mean, it is definitely the biggest non-pro, you know, non-tour event, it feels yeah. like. I think I think with these type of events where you have large fields of only pros. Yep. I think it makes sense to have a cut. There are 103 For, signed up on the men's side. 
Right. For and for the reasons that you guys talked about. Um, maybe 104 because the one guy, there was one guy that DNF the last day. It said 103. He was a money spot, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. So, so he technically finished 42nd. But yeah. 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 He was in the money and then chose not to shoot the last round. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got like, no offense to some of these guys, like Jordan Getting, he shot a 29 over. There's yep. no way in hell he's making it up to the. The cash line was two under. Yeah. And my guess is mm-hmm. those are local guys. Maybe their amateur side yeah. filled up. So it's like, okay, let's go MTO. I'm a local course. I know what I'm doing. Maybe I'll get lucky. Yeah. No, and I'm, I'm fine with, with signing up and getting in. But at the same time, like some of these guys where it's like, you're not, you're not going to get uh-huh. it. I'm sorry. Or sorry. Looking at this. Number 43rd place was a five under. So not including the finals, you had to shoot a five under or better. So he had to somehow lose all those strokes on the last day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It just wasn't going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. And I I like it for the sake of pro tour, because what it does is if you get some rain delays or weather, you're, you're not taking your people potentially playing for a career, you know, playing for the big money. And making them shoot in crappy positions because you had to force them in shortly after the rain yep. before you had a chance. So this gives you a chance your courses to look nicer and do the work with your courses and, you know, take care yeah. of it the way that it should be taken care of. Well, you and know, additionally, I, if the weather gets too bad, I mean, instead of keeping a yeah. hundred and some people for, you know, potentially playing on Monday. Uh, they won't do that. Right. They're right. not doing. I mean, no, I mean, they're, they haven't done that yet. Um, they had that issue last year. And that's when Ricky and Kyle Klein tied for first. Because, because they didn't play the final round. It was a uh, yes. third. It was a three round tournament. Round three, halfway through. Weather turned to crap. By the time it all cleared, there's no way you're getting everybody out mm-hmm. and yeah. finish before dark. And then they couldn't. Like you got to get all the volunteers back for Monday and they all have to go to work and everybody. So I think in this way too, if you see rain later in the forecast with a smaller field, maybe you can bump up tea times like, Hey, Mm -hmm. let's go. Let's get out of here. Yeah. Yeah. So, but then it also adds some excitement to that, like the cut day day, because Mm -hmm. you had guys like at Vegas, like Nate Sexton barely made the cut. You know, Calavisca mm-hmm. barely didn't make the cut. Yeah, that yeah. makes it exciting. That makes you yeah. care yeah. a little bit more about, you know, a four round tournament mm-hmm. other than the last day and the excitement yeah. of like the first day. Now, will yeah. that do you think be only on the four rounds or will they do that after a three round tournament and make, you know, when yeah. it's a Friday, Saturday, Sunday and make those Sunday cuts? I'm curious. I don't know if I'd like it for three rounds. Because there's still a lot of movement in that third round. Yeah, because one one bad round, you're yeah. done. But if you have two, you know, if you have one bad round and two to make up for it, you know, I'll be curious to see what happens throughout the year. I, yeah. I have to say, yeah. I mean, realistically, for the most part, it's not people that obviously we're going to get coverage of, especially no. on the MPO side. But then yeah. they kept they kept bouncing. Like again, Nate Sexton wasn't on lead card ever during Vegas. 
for the live oh, stuff. Yeah. For the live stuff. Yeah. So they kept bouncing back. They're like, oh, hey, Nate Sexton has to birdie out to make cash. And then he yeah. did. But they were able to show that. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. I have to say, I'm a fan of it. I feel bad for the person that, you know, maybe the two strokes behind lead card that really could have made a push for cash on the last day. But realistically, yep. if you're making for a push for cash, you got to play consistent. Yeah. Yeah. The, I mean, the tour is changing. And yeah, it rewards consistent play. Who is well, it? Luke, Luke Humphreys made a comment like, oh, yeah, I just started practicing putting this offseason. Because before, like, tour was like, yeah, anybody can kind of show up and do whatever and you're fine. Now with, like, the tour card and things are getting a little more serious, you can't just show up on a on a Friday and expect to cash. You're yeah. going to have to put in the work in the off season like everybody else is now. Well, my other thought about this is on the, especially on the four day tournaments, like with Vegas, we yeah. saw day one, two and three, three separate courses. And then day four was the championship course. Yep. Which was a repeat of day two. Yep. So, you know, especially on the four day tournaments where we'll see, you know, potentially two or three different layouts or, or courses, I think it makes sense to, you know, to, to kind of go with that cut line at that money line because, mm-hmm. okay, you have played well enough on three separate courses to make the money. You probably deserve yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, I think they're going to get away from, they're trying to get away from doing three courses. They're trying to get it to do right. two courses because that was one of the things that Macbeth cited as why he didn't go to Vegas. He's like, it's three courses. There's not enough time to learn all three to perform our best, to give everybody their best golf. And I can understand that it's more, then it becomes more of a a test of like, what are your baseline skills? Not your learning abilities. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's why I like in the past, how worlds has been. Worlds has been insane because it's not just getting one course or having one course that fits your throw style. Yeah. You know, to me personally, I wish Worlds was more of the Disc Golf Pro Tour, you know, top finisher mm-hmm. as compared to one tournament. I think that would be a better feel, but it's also hard because you yeah. have people coming in from different countries that aren't necessarily going to be able to throw all the same events. I mean, yep. Yeah. You know, and hopefully Kristen now Tatar, this year. You could have made an argument that Kristen Tatar should have been the female world's champ last year, the way she was throwing, but, you know, not necessarily at that but tournament. She, yeah, she was she only here there. for a handful yeah. of tournaments, though. You know, so it's it's kind of hard to say. So, it's, I mean, I wish Worlds was more than just a weekend to figure out, but I can't see a way of doing it better to truly make it a world-based event. So, so what you're saying is you want to see it be more like the... Like the FIFA uh, World what's, Cup. What's, the FIFA right, World Cup, exactly. where you have like four or five weekends, maybe mm-hmm. even spread throughout the year, that these specific tournaments are going to give you final results. And it would be mm-hmm. hard because you don't yeah. necessarily want to do it all at once, but it'd be nice yeah. to have that tournament split up if you have one in the U.S. You have right. one in they're, Northern they're Europe, trying, one in Southern Europe, you know, and kind, kind of, of getting there. played in different areas. Yeah. yeah. I, I, think, I think your analogy with soccer is a good example um, you know, Worlds yeah. currently is like the UEFA Champions League where it's a knockout tournament and the best team in Europe may or may not win it, but it may just be the team that's best in that tournament format. 
Yep. As opposed to like the Premier League is a, you know, you have to go through 38 weeks of competition there and you, mm-hmm. you truly get the best. Yeah. But your U.S. Um, teams are never going to see playtime and that and stuff like that. So it's kind of one of those, you know, it'd be hard to do it year round, but it'd be nice if mm-hmm. we had more than just a weekend to say, hey, you're the world champion. You did well in this tournament. I mean, yeah. I th- I I kind of get that. This year, there's finally going to be more world people, not just yep. mostly Americans and a handful of Canadians. Mm-hmm. But that's because Canadians, of COVID eh? issues. Yep. Yeah, um, COVID has definitely made that. A but much this year, there are now yeah, there are four majors. So you've got um, worlds. You've got uh, the PCS Sula Open, I believe, the Champions Cup. And something else. Was Google, help me out. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's PCS Sula. Oh, Sorry. Uh, okay. okay. Yeah, I, I was with you, Ben. I'm like, wait, I thought it was the European Open. Yeah. That explains yeah, it. Yeah, so you have, yeah, Worlds, USDC, C. PDGA yeah. Champions Cup, USDGC. That's okay. what I was missing. That's so, different than champ. Okay. Yeah, Champions Cup is brand new this year. I was saying, I don't recall that tournament from years past. Yep, they just did it this year, and they have redone the formatting a couple times because at first there was a bit about match play, and then you had, like, Paige, Ricky, Paul, like, this is stupid, we're not going to show up. And then magically, like, two weeks later, they're going, nope, we're doing stroke play, we're just doing stroke (laughs) play. Where is that going to be held at? Appling, Georgia, at the International Disc Golf Course, the PDGA's course. But it's going to be a okay. rotating major. I think I, I remember you talking about that one. I enjoy yep. the fact that it's going to be a rotating major. Um, I think the match play would have been interesting, but if the pros don't like it, then yeah, yeah. not not a good call to go with that. I if, think yeah. a match play tournament would be fun, but not for something that means that much. Like an end yeah. of the year, like yep. disc golf pro tour type, where I it doesn't love matter. To see a Ryder Cup style tournament. US the President's versus, Cup. Do we have that? That is not happen. Is it happening this year? I uh, think that would be a lot of fun to kind of just yeah. have, you know, Eastern Hemisphere versus Western Hemisphere. Yes. Well, and that's I even it's think basically U.S. versus like that. Go ahead. It's basically U.S. versus Europe. Yeah. And then your question becomes like, where does Simon play? He bought a house and had a kid, and I think he's in Massachusetts? Somewhere up there, he's in New England. So, Well, yeah. and, and yeah. here's another question to go along with that. Would Simon be one of the ex-best disc golfers from the U.S.? Yeah, I mean, depending on how you ran it, because not everybody necessarily gets a spot. Yeah. Yep. Um, I actually so, would love to see a oh, match yes. play style event at the All-Star event i think doing something like that where it was you know match play or something along those lines would be interesting but, uh, they, was that not how they scored it no. like i said i should have watched no they I'm just did straight up stroke. i would have i would have done that match play i think it would have been more entertaining to play that mm-hmm. match play because what you, you do with match play is you get way more aggressive on your style of lines yes because if you lose you're not down six strokes you're down one and you can get some really, especially with disc golf. You know, when it comes to regular golf, the ball's going to go straight with a little bit of wiggle one way or the other. 
with disc yeah. golf, you can create some really interesting lines. Have Have you never seen me play regular golf? Good, good. The golfers. ball does not go straight. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, yes, yeah. yes. But good golfers are not throwing a ninety degree turn a hundred yards down the fairway. Hundred yards, I, you're giving me a lot of credit. <laughs> I feel attacked. Toe, you have to hit the ball first for it to move. You can't just swing and miss and take four practice swings. They're all practice swings, all right, all right. It's a practice uh, swing until I make contact. You know, it takes a lot of balls to play golf like I do. Uh, I could always play by my dad's rules. If you don't take uh, past the women's tee, you drop your pants for the next hole. Hey, I you usually know? make it past the women's tee. Oh, I've had a handful that I uh, topped and definitely did not make it there. <laughs> yep. So President's Cup is a one day thing. It's going to be July 20th at okay. Nokia. So everybody's got to pull out their cell the phones. Indestructible course. <laughs> yeah. It's an indestructible say, if course. There's a, if there's a hole that's not playable because of rain, I don't believe it. I know. Uh, <laughs> it consists of two nine hole rounds and players compete against their rival to earn points for their team. Okay. So, so you get a bunch like of people okay. and then you just rank them oh, like. That sounds fun. Yeah. I'm excited for that. Yeah. Um, it was uh, supposed to be, I believe this is an every other year tournament, and it was supposed to be in 2021, but yeah. <laughs> uh, last Wait, time was it was played in 2019. Yeah. Last time it was played was 2019. So we had for Team USA, Team Ford USA. Nate Sexton was the captain. You had Katrina Allen, Greg Barsby, James Conrad, Kevin Jones, Paul McBeth, Eagle McMahon, Paige Pierce, Ricky Wysocki, and reserves were Jeremy Colling and Hannah McBeth. Uh, okay. The European team Ford. I don't know why they're both team Ford. Um, you had sponsorships? John Hrasimaki. <laughs> Hannah Blomroos, Sylvan Gouge, Simon Lazat. I can, can you say that, that one. first name. Jan. <laughs> <laughs> so there we go. Simon is a European. Um, Vino Makala, uh, Timu Nissanen. I can't imagine we have any European viewers, but if we do, we apologize so so greatly. Oh, I apologize all the time, even with some of the American names or U.S. Or English <laughs> names. Where I'm just hey, like, hey, I'm Joe. sorry. You should have Joe, heard me can try you pronounce to pronounce my name. Raha Wilson. Uh, close enough. So, close enough. Uh, I, you should have heard me try to pronounce Lisa Fakus's name the first time. That J oh, threw me off. Fajukas? Yeah. Well, I tried it, to, I think I said like, Fajkis or something like that. Like, try to make it like a soft J. <laughs> Like yogging, <laughs> it it was a few, it was probably like a month's worth of episodes. I remember nobody this. told me how to say it the right way. I don't and know how to say it. It's Lisa Fakus, obviously. Somebody finally uh, was like I, left a comment. They're like, "This is how you say it." I was like, "Oh, well." Yeah, I'm an idiot. Just been listening to Jomez, just hoping someone said it. Like looking for them to be on a card. Like, okay, please make it to a card where I heard your name yeah. somewhere. Please tell me, like, copying someone else's bad, you know? Yeah. Oh, that was bad. That was really bad. For the record, it's spelled G-I-F. It's GIF. (laughs) It is. Anyone that says different is wrong. (laughs) All right, well, let's look forward to to Waco here. To Waco. To Waco. (laughs) Yeah, going to Waco uh, at Waco, right? 
We have which, a which really gets modified me. from last week with our weekly picks. We have a little more points. Yep. Um, I'm I have to drop that point total just ever so slightly yet because I didn't think it was too, too difficult. But I got to say, I'm pretty happy with my team. I might still change up one person that I haven't fully decided on yet. Okay. Ooh, I have nine points. I have two. What? But I can't figure out anybody else. In fact, ah. I am going to change it because why not bring it to an absolute zero on my number? All right. My, mine is set. zero now. All right, so we got four males, three females. Yeah. Do we want to just say yep. all seven, or do we want to go group by group here? Let's Probably go group, group by, by group. group. All right, let's start with uh, let's start with FPO. We've been talking okay. men's first all day. I have um, not the most surprising picks in the world, but I'm going to go with Kristen Tatar as my number one. Okay. Katrina Allen is my number two. And I'm going to screw this up, but Alexis Mandawano as my number three. That, no, that sounded kind of, right, uh, actually. Mandawano? I don't know. I thought it was a pretty darn good guess. I, the I think it was. <laughs> the silent, silent J in there. Yeah, um, Lisa <laughs> Faye. Yeah, but uh, I, I thought at the 945, <laughs> she was kind of my budget pick that allowed me to get a little bit more aggressive on the other two. So I, I was pretty happy with that. And I think she's going to have a decent turnout. Yep. Okay. So, um, RJ, you want to go, I guess? Uh, no, I'll, yeah, sure. I'll go. Um, I went with a, a European as my top pick, too. I went with uh, Evelina. Okay. Again, not finishing outside of the top 10 in a pro tour or in a pro event. That to me is a big thing. Uh, you can so always count on her to be consistent. with shooting over par? She still finished within the top 10. That's what she did. She was yeah. like, what, fourth? I mean, it was still fifth. a very, very yeah, solid Yeah, tied for finish. fifth. Yeah. yeah. Um, so then Macy Valadez was my kind okay. of budget pick. Um, I think I had her as my number 10 when we went through the preseason predictions. So something like that. Yep. I had her at 11. So, yep. And then um, my other pick that I just changed to get from nine points down to zero points was (laughs) Owen Scoggins. Okay. Uh, You know, a a technical or a, a relatively technical course, you know, obviously still needs some big arm or somewhat of a big arm, but yeah. You know, I, I think Own with her putting is always a solid pick. If you're a good putter, you're going to finish well. That's just how exactly. the sport goes. Generally, yes. All right. Which is Save why I never Joe. finish well. So Saban Joe for last where he's finished all year in our picks so far. Yep. <laughs> so I have Katrina Allen. Now I have two points left over. I can't figure out how to work this out. But so I have Katrina Allen, Missy Gannon. And then Holland Hadley as my okay. kind of budget there. Hoping Which, she stays hot, huh? Yeah, she looked good. Like in she all the coverage I saw, all four rounds, she looked solid. I, I think I missed one there. You said Holland Handley and Katrina Allen. Who is your third one? Missy Gannon. Miss, okay, yep. yep. Um, so solid players kind of taking a chance on Holland. She, like I said, she looked good. What was her rating? 935. Oh, wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I believe she played well above that. Oh, let's, I'm sure. Let's see. Yeah. Ugh, now I got to find her again. So There's, really quickly, <laughs> while he looks at that, do we just want to go over our um, weekly standings just to, to give people an idea now that <laughs> things are actually official? 
Asshole. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, we'll let so, you talk about it just just cause. So uh, number one, congratulations to Joshua Wetzel. Oh, I thought you were talking about our yearly one. No, 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 no. to rub that in a little bit. No, no, no. That's what I (laughs) thought. Well, well, yeah, we'll we'll get to that one. We'll get to that one. (laughs) But um, yeah, Joe, uh, boy, some expert. Um, I I do (laughs) want to get to say uh, Ben is sitting in the best position of the three of us at number four for the year. Uh, I am sitting second in the group. And uh, Joe is sitting last in the full uh, weekly standings. Where did you so, end up finishing, RJ? Oh, two don't worry spots about above it. Joe. Two yes. spots above Joe. Uh, so, and two spots below my wife. So, <laughs> Where's looking, my wife? Okay, I'm, I'm uh, well ahead of her right now. I got two, like a 150 two, point lead. We're safe. Looking at something more, more positive this week. Uh, at Las Vegas. So Holland Handley is rated 935. Round one, she was 948. Round okay. two, 976. Round three, 966. And in the finals, 949. Okay, so, so above, above her rating, but not yeah. anything like a super hot, crazy round. Yeah, I mean, that's, yeah. that's perfectly achievable, I would say. Yeah, it's not like she shot a round over 1,000, and that's why she was on it. Like, mm-hmm. no. She played above yeah. her rating, but, you know, within range of that rating. So it wasn't like it was mm-hmm. anything not expected. Yeah. She so, was, I'm just doing this. She averaged. Ah. Four. Joe's doing math. Oh, boy. Math, kids. She's nine, nine, 55-ish. 960. 960. She averaged 960 golf okay. at a rating of 935. Yeah, I'm sure so, if we wanted to break it down, she probably has like one or two rounds that really hurt her rating, you know, in the last year. You know, if we really go to break it down. Yeah. Yeah, but still but, a good. Yeah, she's that's only a good been showing. playing. Yeah, she for, keeps it together, you know, and kind of that's where her offseason work took her. I mean, at a 930, kind of saving 40, 50 points from your top people. Mm-hmm. Yep. Huge budget pick that lets you get aggressive with the men. Yeah. She so, only started playing tournaments that, in 2020. And didn't even have a rated round until advanced. She played advanced in a tournament March 7th, 2020. She played her first pro tour or pro event in September. Okay. Oh, no, that was a league. So her first non-league was a C tier in October when she got first. Gotcha. So, well, since you had the most budget, why don't we uh, snake it coming back here for the men? All right. Well, I kind of blew my wad right off the top. <laughs> Paul Macbeth, Ricky Wysocki, <laughs> Chris Dickerson, and my budget dark horse is the dark horse himself, Brody Smith. <laughs> you, you didn't want to go with Colby Anderson? Blow your load. Holy cow. Here's the thing, though. Last year, Brody did all right, and yeah, he's been getting better. We're not going to just take the three highest-rated players in the world right now, or anything right now, are we? <laughs> you know, plus Katrina Allen. <laughs> you have four you of sure the top you... five highest-rated players in the world starting. And we might need and to I have two the, points left over. We might need to budget the points down just a touch for next I week. I think so. <laughs> well, it, like, hang on. He did. He did take a gamble in the FPO side. I did. He did. And, and honestly, even with Brody compared to what it could be on the men's yeah, side, yeah. I mean, I'll give you that. 
like Holland if we is twenty it a points. Bit, Holland is twenty points under Missy, and Brody is almost thirty points under Chris Dickerson. I'm honestly yeah. thinking if we drop it by about twenty points, that could make things interesting. I don't even put know where we're at right, right now at, for our point total. Uh, are uh, we at 7,025 or something yeah. like that? So, I mean, I think maybe putting it at an even 7,000 might yeah, be. Yeah, we're at 7,025. Yeah. yeah, let's just drop it to a 7,000 because then we have to get creative. I like the I like the getting creative because, you know, Joe's real creative. I'm going to go Paul and I'm going to go Ricky. I'm going to go Dickerson. You know, you have... I'm just, I'm just going to uh, keep my mouth shut because my no- number one pick was also Paul. <laughs> well, you know, we can keep things consistent. That was also yours? Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. But I'll, I'll we, let you finish your four here. Um, then I went with James Conrad, Gannon Burr, and Kevin Jones. Okay. Yeah. Solid picks so, for sure. So, so I did Solid. not quite go the um, top-heavy route that uh, Joe did. Yeah, um, but but I wouldn't exactly call James Conrad and Kevin Jones be- budget picks. No, uh, no. And honestly, I'm looking at. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm looking at mine, and honestly, I don't have a ton of budget. I have some names that aren't going to be as common, though. Um, outside of Paul Macbeth that we kind of discussed, I mean, that one's going to be about Wait, as common who, as who you is get. that? Yeah, I have I've never um, heard of him. Who is he? I'm going to take the Texas man himself in Bradley Williams. You okay. just don't vote against Bradley Williams in Texas. I have realized that in the kind of two years we've done this, or at least not necessarily at a group, but that I've done the skip bases. You don't vote against Bradley in Texas. Okay. The guy always finds a way to finish well. Uh, but he's not that much of a budget pick because he is a 1031 rated player. So Yes, he is. 20 points below Paul Macbeth, but... You're going to get a solid finish out of him. Um, I also went with Gannon Burr. Um, Where he's at with his rating and how he played, I have no choice but to have faith in that kid. Until he shows me he's 16 and breaks down, he is going to ride at 127 (laughs) all year for me. Yeah, no kidding. Because uh, until that the, the rating slightly played, creeps up to 1040 something. Yeah, it's going to go up eventually. <laughs> but I mean, if he plays with that kind of composure that he did, especially even through the playoffs, I mean, that kid didn't even show oh. a breakdown in emotion until literally missed the putt. But a 40 foot putt from the, you know, from the hazard. Off the band. Yeah. And barely Off missed the it. band. Yeah. I mean,. Dude there was didn't no have a bogey of after day one until that point when he knew he had lost the round because at that point Drew was already parked. Yeah, you know it, it wasn't even. I wouldn't even say a dropping composure. That was just the realization of crap. I lost. Yeah, that guy yeah, that's, for sixteen years defeat. old has such such a good mental composure that he showed. If he keeps that up and plays the way he played, he is he's going to be really good. The scary. best pick out of ten twenty seven. Not saying that he isn't really good to begin with. Yes. Um, And then my last one, uh, I'm going to take the lefty. I'm going to go with Chris Clemens. I like the the result from this last week. I like Mm -hmm. that left-hand forehand hits a lot of the same shots that your main backhand players do because you can just carry that over. And with that forehand style getting there, you can throw some slightly, you know, Joe knows this, you can get some different carry on the disc that can carry you kind of some you know, unique yep. lines on that. So he can throw the mm-hmm. same lines as needed, but also has some uniqueness to it. So, yeah. And good finish last week. He fit. Uh, I had, who did I have just five minutes ago? I had, 
I had Jeremy Colling. Hmm. But when I noticed I had one point left to play over, I picked Chris Clemens because I, I didn't love, you know, for the same reasons. There's just something about that forehand in the woods that can carry it. But I like the way Chris Clemens scored this last week compared yeah. to Colling. So, so, so really quickly, I, I bite my words and Colling finishes, you know, 10 spots <laughs> above and hurts me that way. But so, of so really quickly, you said that you switched your pick at the last minute from Colling to uh, Clemens. I, I'll be honest. I just switched one of my FPO picks at the last minute too. I, you know, I picked up Owen Scoggins, but who I had before that was Heather Young, again okay. because of her putting. Um, yep. You know, it putting wins championships. Uh, you know, there's yep. a saying in in Rayler golf: you drive for show, you putt for dough. Um, same with disc golf. Yeah, uh, yes. throw throw for show, putt for dough. Yes. Same. Yeah. <laughs> Same theory, but yeah, but yeah. I mean, so, I think I think yeah. We drop it down to seven thousand for next week. I change it to seven thousand five. Okay. be weird. I would say, see how much we hate ourselves <laughs> and play with it. But uh, yeah, <laughs> still I honing think, this. Uh, I, I think once we find that happy spot, like because you want to have a chance to pick Macbeth or pick Waisaki. Last and, week, you did not really have that chance. No, not, not unless you wanted anyone else to finish above the cut line. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But now um, if you take that pick, you have to make some decisions. So I, yeah. I like it. I think I think yeah. it's set up for next week to be pretty good. And yeah. Joe and found out the hard way. If you pick a very low-rated player, it will come back to bite you in the butt heavily. I bought into all the the hype of Jackie Chen. Yep. And there, the there was a lot Anderson of hype. mistake did not do you yeah. well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that wasn't great. But, and, but yeah, um, Jack, really Jack quickly, and, well, what what really hurt me was Matty O getting appendicitis. Not as yeah. much as it hurt him, but <laughs> 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 and that was that was kind of where I was at. Where like I was like, ah, crap! Like I because I had my lineup fairly set, where I knew like I got Simon. I knew he was going to be out for a while because of having a kid, and uh, oh, Gavin Rath back this week. And Gavin Rathbun, is he back this week? Yeah. Um, really quickly, I do want to just say, if you would like to join our weekly Skip Ace League, it is not too late. Uh, you can join using the code 3CQF, uh, and that'll get you into our weekly league. Uh, we've talked about at the end of the year doing a giveaway with a disc with our logo uh once we actually have a proper logo which i i think is currently in editing um we have an idea we have an idea <laughs> and aren't you related or married to the designer oh wait are, is that just what we're doing i thought sure. so okay well, <laughs> well we'll figure this out uh, <laughs> what better time than on stream you guys are <laughs> welcome in to the behind the scenes of half in the bag and it is yes. usually this organized if, anyone, if, if somehow as someone is still listening you know 45 50 minutes into this episode if not longer and uh you know happens to be a graphic designer please reach out <laughs> Yeah, we uh, we, we all took a look at our drawings, and they were not good. No, we looked at your drawing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was so tempted to make that the logo for like a week. Do it, do it. Oh. 
So I'm just looking through this list right now, and uh, Simon Lazat's playing Waco. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, really quickly, do we want to go through our yearly uh, league oh. just to, to give people an idea of, of what or of how that's looking and yeah, because what our I picks have, for this I week are? Yeah, have some changes for this week. RJ, you can go ahead and share results from last week. Yes. So um, no. I did much better in... Um, in, in this league than I did in the weekly league, even though I benched Gannon Burr, um, I will not be making that mistake again. Uh, <laughs> Joe did just as well. And uh, Ben finished just just a smidge worse. Uh, he he he. Uh, so the, the yeah. results. I, I would have been after, sitting very, very well. Had Nathan Queen been able to finish that tournament? Yes, with the way yeah, he that, was playing. Yeah, it that would was, have been a very tight match between RJ and me. Had he had Gannon Burr and I had Nathan Queen, we would have been within a handful of points for one and two. Yep. Yeah. So and then so I was just I, there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm that you, special you had kid. To you finish. <laughs> yeah, I, you had I'm it. that kid that it's like, no, bring your little brother with. Bring him with. <laughs> You include him. Oh. oh, Joe, you had one person finish in the top 15. Yep. <laughs> Ouch. Ouch. Yep. To, to give our listeners a comparison, uh, I had two pe- or three people in the top 15, four people in the top 15. I had ben had, well, Ben had the winner. Yep, I had Gibson. Yep, and and three other people in the top fifteen. So, is that what it was? Uh, Nathan, yep. like I said, Nathan Queen was around that when he dropped. Yeah, yeah, Who knows he, if he would have been able to maintain that with a sore shoulder. But that's where he was when he dropped. Was kind of sitting around fifteen to twenty. Yeah. So, so, so after Las Vegas Challenge, I'm in first. Ben's in second. Joe's in third. Um, for those of you that haven't figured that out yet, getting into our lineups, I'll go first because. Okay. Uh, I'll 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 take the box, I guess. Yeah. Uh, my my group is Mr. Richard Wysocki, Chris Dickerson, Kevin Jones, uh, a, a little bit of crossover there with Kevin Jones between my skip ace picks. Uh, Kale LaVisca, really hoping that he's going to bounce back from his uh, losing his Iron Man streak. He was uh, he James, was in the money for Memorial. He was. He yep. was. So so we're we're hoping that he's gonna extend his streak to two now. Um <laughs> and actually actually I, I have all three of the leaders going into Vegas. Because I also have Nate Sexton on my bench for this week, but uh uh and I also have Chris Dickerson. But um anyway, after Kill Lavisca, I have James Conrad, so another um, actually, I have three of my skip ace picks. Boy, I hope they. Boy, I hope I didn't blow this. You're going all um, in, aren't you? I am. I am. Uh, I had Mason Ford, Gannon Burr, and Ezra Aderhold. Uh, my bench okay. this week is Nate Sexton, who is not playing, and Emerson Keith, who I benched back for Gannon Burr because I am not making that mistake again. <laughs> Sorry, Emerson. Please don't finish like one spot ahead of of Gannon Burr. Um, <laughs> Please. Please, <laughs> I'm rooting for you though. He, you can finish second as long as he finishes first. Alrighty, so, uh, I suppose we'll we'll keep in this order. I was gonna um, say Ben, you want to go second? Make, I did make one free agent pick. 
Um, I dropped Paul Ulibarri just because he was kind of my risk. And the way that Anthony Barella has been playing, I'm going to ride the hot hand on my bench, though. Um, So it's just a bench spot there. But I get the chance to put in Paul McBeth back at my leaderboard. Okay. Um, Taking out Drew Gibson because he will not be participating. Um, Following up that, I got Adam Hammes, Kyle Klein, Nico LaCastro. I get to put Joel Freeman back in my lineup. Garrett Gerthy, Nathan Queen at the moment, according to his Facebook page. um, Sounds like he will be participating, that his shoulder is feeling better. So that Mm -hmm. may change as the week goes on here. And I do get to throw in Barilla at the end. Um, But we'll see how that goes. And then I got uh, Thomas Gilbert, who's had a couple hot finishes. Um, He kind of turned out to be one of my better picks that I wasn't really expecting. So I was pretty happy with that. I will say I did make one free agent acquisition. I uh, picked up Seppo Paiu and realized that he was not playing any more Pro Tour events for a while. And so (laughs) I uh, dropped him and re-picked up Emerson Keith. Yeah. Okay. So I've been playing the free agency here. I've been playing the waiver wire. Matty O. You picked up Matty O? I never dropped Matty O. Um, Who did you drop? I, I dropped... Gavin Rathbun. Yep. When I saw him in there, I debated that. And honestly, looking at uh, now that RJ said it, Barella is not playing for another month and a half on Pro Tours. So yeah. maybe Gavin is the answer. There. He's not <laughs> playing until Texas State. So, okay. But I kind of had my hand forced here with how mm-hmm. things are going because Matteo is still out recovering from appendicitis and Eagle is not playing anything until April. And it's not even. You could just drop uh, Eagle. No, no one would pick him up. He's um, not playing till April. April first, he's playing Made First, presented by Dynamic Discs Music City Open. It's a Silver Series. The Music City, okay. And then he's playing in the Champions Cup on the fourteenth. So that would be the next time, because I don't. We don't do Silver Series, do we? Uh, I don't recall. Okay. I think we do. But it looks like, according to DGPT, we have Music City followed by the Open at Tallahassee, then followed by Jonesboro. Yeah, so he is he's playing Music City, then Champions Cup, then Jonesboro, and he's getting back on tour, it looks like. But uh, so he's not playing. So my lineup now is Calvin Heinberg, Linus Carlson, Simon Lazat. Bradley Williams, which, as you said before, don't yeah. don't mess with Texas. Andrew Presnell, which he's done all right. I got mm-hmm. Jeremy Colling, which is kind of a little bit nervous. Andrew Marweed and Silver Lot. And Silver looked good at Vegas. He wide open, long distance bomber is not his thing. He is a woods golfer. And Waco is not true woods, in my opinion, but it is definitely more technical than what you're going to get at this portion of the season outside of Texas States, which they are redoing the course and it's a safari. And apparently it's supposed to be brutal in the past. If I recall, Texas State was pretty half and half, right? Like your front half was open. Back half was very wooded. The depending on the course because they played two courses. Waco is kind of half and half. Okay, because I remember I forget what they call it. One of the holes has a nickname, and it's like the monster or something, something like that. I think last year it was 
it was hole one. I don't remember. I don't but like Paul McBeth threw a stock hyzer and it was beautiful. It was almost a perfect throw. It hit off the top. I remember this one. And then and it went a OB. big skip, went OB, and then he's putting for par at like 28 feet or something, whatever you know, the inbounds. Six inches from an ace kind of thing. Uh, mm-hmm. More like a foot because it hit like, if there was a flag there, he would have hit at the hit base the of the flag and it would have just stopped right there in a drop in birdie. But there's no flag on top, so it just skipped right off like it was a road. And Ouch. just, Ugh. like, you couldn't throw it. You almost could not throw it any more perfect. Like, and with how windy it usually this. is at Waco, like, he, uh, that, I just watched that, and I was like, <laughs> I want to cry for you. Like, what a rough way to start the tournament. Yeah. But, all right, well, I think that finishes up, uh, Kind of what we had intentions of talking about today, huh? I believe well, so. so I was gonna say, did we want to go 10? into our into our uh, top three for Waco? I don't side? have any consideration. I didn't plan that out. Honestly, <laughs> I think my top three are Joe's big uh, big surprises. I, I yeah, don't think the, I'm going to get crazy weekly. with it. I, I really do think this is going to be a tournament dominated by big names. I, yeah. I actually don't disagree. Um, you know, I, I on, think the, on, my, on the women's side, I'd probably put it like Katrina, Paige, and Kristen, and probably Evelina in the top four. Yeah. What order? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I like the way Kristen's shooting. I, I honestly think Tatar could definitely win this one. She looked um, pretty good at uh, the little bit I saw of the memorial. What I want to mm-hmm. see more than anything is I want to see that. Kristen and Paige shootout. Yes. I, I really want to see those two within a stroke going into the final five holes. And I want to see Haley King do well. Yeah. She's fun to watch. I feel like we almost need like a like a six person lead card. I just <laughs> which would be way know, too much, but we but to have you know Paige, Katrina, Haley, you know, Evelina, Kristen, and Hannah. Just yeah. all on the same card. I would love to see it. Or do uh, we know a lot more names on the boys' yeah. side, so we get a lot more coverage. I yes. really want to see that coverage that but can the come way in they, with the way the women's standings have been. The way they were, they split the streams last week at Vegas. That was awesome because as far you got as like to. DGN, are you talking? Yeah, yeah. They, because FPO, they had all the cameras that they own focused on the FPO field, so you got to see. Mm-hmm. So yeah. much more because you didn't you didn't watch it last year. They would do concurrent. And so yeah. you would get like 75 percent of the cameras on the on men's the side yep. and then mm-hmm. lead card for the women's. And so you mm-hmm. would miss some of that. And maybe like, a little bit of chase card as they're coming in yeah. on the final hole. And you got that kind yeah. of, cat, you know, basket catch cam style just so because you, that's where a camera happened to be. So you'd miss a lot of that cool action mm-hmm. that happened like. You know, yeah. some of the third card stuff or like, you know, I think it was Haley King made a push a little bit. And so they were able to show that or Holland Handley. They they showed her. She wasn't or, near the, the lead card to start, but then yeah. she's shooting hot. And they're like, hey, send a camera to hold 15 or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, how much on day one were I mean, it seems like they went from, you know, that lead card with Paige in the in the Europeans to Natalie Ryan every single hole. 
Yeah. Because yeah. she was shooting She's so hot. It. Yeah. 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 You just follow U disc and see who's shooting hot and send a card that way. Which mm-hmm. that Which reminds I'm me. I can't remember. Is Waco a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, or is that a Thursday start? I feel like it's a Friday start, but I may be wrong. What's March 11th? Uh, five days from now, Friday. Friday. Okay. Yeah. So, and as of right now, Natalie Ryan is signed up for Waco. Yeah. And that is that is what I have seen too. Still bothering her. I was gonna say (sighs) if if the hamstring is fixed, great. If not, stupid. Two yeah. weeks is a quick turnaround on a hamstring. Yeah. And she <laughs> was struggling was, by the end. Yeah, unless yeah. that thing was like, I, I hate to use this word, but tweaked. Yeah, the way weeks. she was walking, though, that was more than a tweak. A that tweak was, hurts yeah. you when you're running. She unless was struggling she, to walk. Unless she really yeah. knows how to embellish that limp, which... I don't know a single athlete who can do it <laughs> that long with that many cameras and not screw up. And actually have know, the right leg that's limping the whole time. Yeah, that's my guys, favorite <laughs> out of kids when you start limping on the wrong leg. Like, uh, oh, buddy, that's the best. Hey, that's hey, the Johnny, best. Johnny, you're lying. That's your left leg. Oh, no, I hurt my other hamstring, too. Go, go to practice. Okay. I'm done with you. <laughs> or they don't think you see them walking towards your room or walking yeah. towards you and they're yeah. walking fine, but then you like turn and they're like, oh God, I got a limp right now. Or oh, no, start grabbing their with, arm. Like, I don't know when a buddy like, you know, throws something at them or jokes and taps them on the shoulder and then they run after their buddy after they just limped out of your office. Like, yep. Yeah. No. Yeah. Um, so one of my favorites doubt is still. Any of that's happening here, just given yeah. how how no, it looked on camera she, she looked like she was hurting no, so yeah i <laughs> hope it's good i what do you yeah. want to bet there's going to be kinesio tape what's the over under on that that's <laughs> a kinesio tape on the hamstring that is bum yeah. odds you know for the sake of what kinesio tape can do it would help with the recovery but it's not going to do anything during play that's i'm not I like kinesio tape, yeah. but it gets way overused by all the athletes. Should, should they we see, just stop the conversation right there before our fire truck of lawyers has to get involved? <laughs> yes. No, because kinesio tape as a whole is not any one brand. Yeah. But it is technically a brand, so... But yeah. all of, all of that... Kinesiology tape. Okay, we'll just we'll use the full term. Kinesiology yeah. tape. There we go. <laughs> the kinesiology <laughs> tape... All the crap that got famous, what, three Olympics ago with yep. uh, Misty oh, May Trainer and yes. all that. Yep. And mm-hmm. now every athlete thinks they need it to be able to play Olympic level volleyball or pro level disc golf or whatever. And yep. it doesn't do. And don't get me wrong, I crap. use it in my practice a lot. I, oh, so I do really, I. Oh, I yeah. do. But mm-hmm. if, you're, if you're using that style of tape, to support a joint or support something, there is not enough resistance to support. Yes. It is there yeah. to involve neurological responses and do downtime. It is so good for recovery, but just oh, it's does great not for do, swelling. It does not do crap during play. And I yeah. try to tell my kids that all the time. My wrestlers, they get <laughs> done with weigh-ins. Can you tape me? No. Why? 
I'm not going to tape you for you to wrestle and have it rub off during wrestle. It's good for recovery. I'll tape you when your match is done so you can have it tonight after yeah. you're done showering. But I'm not going to put tape on you before you shower because it's not going to do anything during your match anyways. Yep. Uh, is, is is that better or worse than the um, than than every AAU basketball player ever? Needing a patellar strap. Yeah, patellar strap. Uh, <laughs> but patellar yeah. I thought you were going to say elbow sleeve. <laughs> uh, I mean, hey, you know, if they want to look cool like Allen Iverson, I get that. I was that kid once. I've been uh, seeing a lot more of the single leg leggings on the basketball yes. boys list season. That has become the thing where it's not just a knee sleeve. It's a full leg compression sleeve. And see, I don't get that. The only time I really saw that was... My post op ACL. Yeah, I was going to say post op. Where they still need to wear their brace to practice or do whatever, and it rubs on them, gets, you know, yeah. weird yeah. chafing. And so they put a sleeve on, and I, I'm 110% behind that. That makes yep. total sense to me. Or I've, I've done some college. weird stuff for, for yep. guys to stop them from having that brace chafe. Yes. Yep. And then, or you get like the post-surgical, where maybe they get some swelling in their lower leg, and that they're going to continue play during that. Now, we're not seeing that at the high school level, but college and pro, you yep. know, potentially maybe they had like a meniscus surgery and are going to fight through a meniscus surgery, and they want to keep that compression throughout the entire leg. There is yep. no reason I can imagine minus change, you know, minus you know the friction that you would need a full leg sleeve in a high schooler. Uh, uh, but I it can't cracks think me of up. one. <laughs> but it I've seen me probably five or six of them this year. Gosh. And uh, I have an odd feeling their athletic trainer was not the one that suggested it for them. <laughs> no. And if they it, are, it never, it never know, is. I have some it questions for is. you. So, but, uh, <laughs> before we go off on a rant on that no stuff, kidding. Even more before we, we really have. need to invoke like <laughs> multiple fire trucks of lawyers. I mean, I have gone on my fair share of sports medicine rants on my show, <laughs> so we're par for the course here. We're we're sitting on the Joe's Disc Golf Network here. We got to keep true to our name. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know, Joe. If you if you uh, yes, I don't yes, have my shirt. If, I'm getting a hat. It's getting embroidered right now. Um, I got a hat. I got a sweatshirt. And something else. I, I got a third thing. T-shirt coming my way here soon. I got my T-shirt. I'm, it was really nice. Wash it cold inside out. Okay. Good to know. It's cotton. Good to know. Um, I think it's pre-shrunk, but just to be safe, you know. Yeah. I ordered the extra. I ordered the extra size up. I always do. I ordered my size, order. and is is that what happened with the with the vests for my wedding? No, the vest for your wedding is we didn't have a wedding for a year and a half after I ordered the vest. Uh, yeah. hey, Jamie and I were able to fit into our uh, into Jamie our clothes. Got hers tailored right beforehand, twice uh, before our actual wedding. No, she did not get it tailored again. Oh, she did not. No, no. awesome. No, it was, oh, was that one of the guys at your wedding struggled getting in the vest. Really uh, yeah, it was. There were multiple of us. So. I'll say <laughs> embroidered polo shirt. Okay, so tournament day. Yeah, tournament trying to day look polo. classy. It's white, yeah. so it's more so for the show than for That's, anything. You because I've got a black a background. If I'm gonna, gonna have to bust it out for a tournament, though, you got uh, yeah, to. If I do that, pretend like you're playing with a sponsor. 
If yeah. I do that, I will probably, well, I'll keep wearing the polo shirts that I already have that have it silkscreen, Joe's Disc Golf, and then I have my huge podcast logo on the back. Joe, I know, I know our next piece of merch, and I don't think anybody else is going to ever buy it. Probably but not. I want um, a half in the bag and Joe's Disc Golf sponsor jersey <laughs> with my name on the back. We don't have any, I don't have an option to make a jersey. And I'm just saying, once we do, I want that we can find <laughs> a company that'll make it for us. We'll probably only order three and make it look like we're going out to tournament as sponsored people. Mm-hmm. And then we'll just come back and really, really suck. <laughs> yeah. I mean, hey, I'll, I'll rep a sponsor in MA4. <laughs> on, the, on the men's side, we can get jackets. Bomber kind of jackets. jackets. Oh, bomber jacket. Bomber jacket. Can I also get these with the tearaway pants? Um, <laughs> maybe. You can get some with Joe's Disc Golf leggings. <laughs> There we uh, go. I'll, I'll just I'll just put some uh, buttons on the jacket, side of those and <laughs> a faux leather jacket. Ooh, that's uh, tournament day ready right there. Yeah, a different branded <laughs> denim jacket than like a one of those sweatshirt jacket type deals. And then there's this embroidered packable jacket by Champion. It looks waterproof. Interesting, like a quarter zip pullover kind of thing. We'll have to look at it. The more I realize it, we're still in our episode, so we should probably yeah. uh, wrap this up here. We should. <laughs> yeah. This is yeah. welcome so to the behind should, the scenes this again. This should all be post production, but you know, we, we lost yeah. track of time so, with all the early so Joe, technical issues. If anyone wants any of this awesome uh, <laughs> merch, where can they get later. that? <laughs> yeah, so you can get all this fantastic, lovely merch. And again, Ben has been showing off the coffee mug. There's also a thanks, Treesus coffee mug. Um, High quality our, stuff there. For our video, Looks good. Uh, it is just inside color. Yeah, there's the uh, red, black. Oh, I did red because it matched the logo. It just seemed I think I did, better. I think there were like five color choices, and I picked them all because whatever. Why, if you want, if you want yellow, go yellow. I think it would look. I think orange was an option too, and red and orange would look. <laughs> if that's your thing, go for it. Uh, but it's joesdiscgolf.com slash shop, and you'll be able to find all the Joe's Disc Golf merchandise there. Hopefully, once we get a logo, we'll also get some half in the bag merch going I on. I say the shopping experience was exactly what I want. I put it in. I got my order. I got <laughs> updates when my order was shipping. Yep. You know, it's about as simple as it got there. I will say See, that it is just a little bit slow because everything is print on demand. So there's nothing pre-made. As soon as you order it, they start making it. So, yeah. yeah. And and that is why I am waiting because I need a new disc golf hat. So I need to see what size Joe's hat is to decide what size <laughs> I need. Yes. Um, I bought a large, extra large. Those are your, I, those are your choices. I, it's a semi-fitted mine hat. will be a small a medium. Up. I need, yeah. I need big. I can just even tell in our pictures. I'm even further away from the camera than RJ. And my head still looks twice as big. Uh, <laughs> yep. That's because um, you have a thick skull. As so far as I can inside, tell, all the brains inside. We so smart. <laughs> as far as I can tell, and leftover swelling is really what it is. Yeah. Oh, all the man. all the sizing fits as you would expect. Um, pretty much all the brands on there are like. Uh, Gildan and jerseys, which are the most common shirt mm -hmm. brands ever. Mm -hmm. So everything fits pretty much yeah. as you'd expect it. Yeah, it's it's the baseline plastic of T-shirts. 
Yeah, it's more durable though. <laughs> oh, speaking I don't of discs, know if you before have the we options end, to edit your shop, but I definitely feel like we need to find a way to categorize in baseline plastic, premium plastic, and like special edition plastic. We can just do put that. Different items in there just because. My new disc up here. It Should is. Show it to the camera because I can't see. Uh, yeah, I hang can't on. see it. Don't oh, worry, audio awesome. viewers. Don't, don't worry, audio listeners. This is a great, great commentary. <laughs> Get the headphones back on. That's right. We it said all nice things. Real pretty. It is orange with a white stamp. Uh, the Robo Destroyer. Ricky Waisaki 2X World Champ. Ooh. Yeah, Ooh. brand new. Pretty. Is that, is that one that's going to ever get uh, some tree action, or is that going to be right there behind you for a hot minute? It's going to be behind me for quite a while. It's too pretty. <laughs> Plus, it's, it's an it's innovative disc. It's orange. It kind of fits in the back here. And it is the 2X World Champion Ricky Destroyer. I got to say, Ricky Destroyer, I think that is one that you can just assume is a stable version of a Destroyer. Probably. But I don't know what mm. run it is. Because you know how Innova goes. Well, you I'm could sure have five time. different runs. I mean, it'd be the two-time destroyer. You know, whatever yeah. that means. It's going to obviously be... I mean, it's Ricky. It's going to be within the last two years. Yep. <laughs> What's the weight on the back? Is it max weight? Uh, 173 to 75. So, so yeah, max yeah. weight. Wait, yeah. wait, what? Beefcake. It... Uh, <laughs> Innova just does like a range, like a two gram range for yeah. whatever reason. And they handwrite it on the back. Yep. They're handwritten. I did not know that. Yeah. Trilogy plastic. A lot of times does it kind of printed onto the mold. Yeah. They do a hot I'm, stamp on the back. And then there's other companies out there that do the sticker weight. I've seen a lot of sticker I, weights out there. I think, I think I only have, no, I think I have two Innova discs. There we go. Yeah, I'll have yep. to look at them now. Now that I yeah, think about I'm it, pretty sure after they're all done in production, they weigh them and then they handwrite it on there. I think for every one I have, it's handwritten. Huh. I haven't seen otherwise. Here, yeah. I'll tell you right I'll now. Have I have look one right here. You got your Firebird. It's not a sexy yeah. bird, is it? Uh, no, this is a flat top. Honestly, this one I don't think has the weight on it because it was a special run of them. Yeah, I don't know how special mm-hmm. runs go. Yeah, this one. This one, I think, had a sticker weight on it, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's how, not, that's how my um, my That's how Discraft does it. Well, that's even how my Glow um, Bounty is. It had a sticker weight on it. Huh. Here we go. My, uh, my mm-hmm. MVP is a sticker weight on there. Yep. MVP and Discraft do stickers. Which, hey, whatever. I also yeah. picked up... Uh, gonna plug this real quick. I picked up from uh, an online shop a mint discs um, alpaca, or I think it's an alpaca. It's a fairway driver alpha. I would say alpaca. I think is infinite. Yes, alpha. Alpha. I was close. I got a lot of the same letters, and I also picked up a PD two. Okay. And I don't like the PD two, so that might be a giveaway. It doesn't have a bead. <laughs> Uh, but I might try to which, throw it a couple times. There are a lot of people that love the PD2 because it doesn't have a bead. Yes. So really quickly, did you see the, oh, what is it? Emac did a video on the putter for the Trilogy Challenge this year. It is yes. the agent, I want to say. Yes. I think that sounds right. It, it is 
it it was beadless, I believe. Yep. He said it Which, was a shallower Slightly more stable judge is what I've heard. Yeah, and he said it was shallower oh, okay. than the warden. So oh, okay. but very okay. similar. Similar similar to Warden, but without the bead. Because I want to say uh, the warden has a bead, correct? No, the warden is beadless because it's like the judge. It's a beadless judge. It's essentially. a beadless judge. Okay, but so deeper. So it's okay. a beadless, beadless judge? It's, from what <laughs> I understand. A shallow, beadless judge. Yeah, and maybe shallow yeah. might not be, because I think the warden is fairly deep, if I'm remembering okay. correctly. Yeah, that sounds right. So I think it's going to be about the same depth as probably a judge, maybe as shallow as a maiden. Interesting. Okay. But it seems like Curious. he was, he was kind of ripping on it. in the trilogy yet? I have huh? not yet. The other two? No. Not a clue. Interesting. Yeah, I've seen the agent be popped around. Mm-hmm. But it's... But what? I just heard about that this week, I want to say. Yeah, I think I texted it to you guys. Yeah. yeah Joe, I, think I that also want to suggest to you... Um, yeah. Foundation Disc Golf, I think within the last two or three days, they posted a video about the evolution... Can't remember the name of it, but it was a fairway driver. <laughs> okay. But a very floppy fairway driver. <laughs> it, seemed, it honestly seemed up your boat. Like, it has a half <laughs> joke, but like also serious. Um, oh, man. And I would suggest Are you saying that Joe's floppy? It was, the, it was the guys from Foundation put it out. Yeah. yeah. Oh, speaking of floppy. Oh, I gotta find it. Give me a minute. Discs. Oh, Discs. Uh, and not the not the old school that you'd save your paper on and take it to and from school. The, the save um, icon, yeah, three D printed save icon. I had <laughs> I pulled out the blowfly, the it DGA the, blowfly, the Binks B I N X. I have to look into that. Disc golf. It. Uh, I'll forward you the video. It, is it blew is it their mind Because I balled it up <laughs> and threw it and. The one guy on my card, Sam, he knew about it, but we had two guys on the card. One guy playing on our card just got a starter set for Christmas, and he decided to play doubles at Tillman. Mostly oh. blues. It did not go oh. well. He, he how, had fun. Did, how many discs did he end up with at the end of the round? Any of them? Same five he started with. Oh, solid. Um, but their minds... Him and his partner's minds were absolutely just like blown as I take out the blowfly, crumple it up into a ball and throw it at the basket because <laughs> that's what the blowfly does. Oh, and I, we were in a terrible spot like we had no option. And that is my I have no option. So I'm just going to chuck it like a baseball and pray. <laughs> we saved par. Well, there you go. <laughs> it worked. Um, so. Joe, yo! If anyone is still listening and wants to follow you, where should they do that? Uh, Joe's Disc Golf on Twitter and Instagram. Joe'sDiscGolf.com. Getting more and more articles. Got a and bunch merch. out last week. Don't forget the merch. <laughs> Joe'sDiscGolf.com/shop. Looking at maybe getting another web address to make that a little easier and just redirect it. We'll see. Um, uh, I think that's about as easy as you're ever going to get. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. JDGstore.com. <laughs> uh, Better go claim that now. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry. Down the road, when lots of people are reviewing our old episodes, they're going to go through, make a store. You're going to lose out on a sale or two. 
Yeah, exactly. Um, And that's pretty much it. Otherwise, you know, you got the, you're in charge of the uh, half of the bag Twitter. Yes, follow this podcast on Twitter at half in the bag DG. Uh, Make sure that you submit your disc of the week. Uh, This week was Ben's wife's Kayla's compass. She throws that thing like that. Yeah. Yeah, I had that one saved. I'm like, ooh, we should go with this one. Uh, So, you know, submit your disc, D-I-S-C, of the week. Um, And also, don't forget to submit your listener questions uh, via Twitter. Um, You can just hit us up via DM. You can tweet at us, whatever. We're looking forward to take them. Obviously, uh, you know, we, we are always happy to talk about whatever random topic people throw at us. Uh, including which of, of the Star Wars movies is the best, um, which we did not get to today. Maybe if someone throws that at, at us, we'll answer it. Um, so yep. <laughs> feel free to, again, submit your disc of the week and your su- listener questions to at half in the bag DG. Um, and yeah, I think that's about I it. I think that's about it. Everyone, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Uh, and enjoy your round. Yep. Bye. Bye.